Welcome back to Awakened Exchanges. I'm your host, Jay Rich, and I've got a very special episode for you this week. Before we get to that, though, I just want to thank you again for joining us here on Awakened Exchanges. Please remember that if you have any suggestions for topics or guests, I do listen to the listeners. So please email us from our website or contact me on Twitter at Awaken Exchanges. I hope you're as excited as I am to have the Psychic Babe back with us today. This week's episode has been more than a few months in the making, but I'm glad that it finally came together. Uh, Kirsten first came on the exchange last year talking about her role in Nick Hinton's second book, The Aquarian Singularity. Since we last spoke, she's been on a personal and healing DMT journey, and she's been inspired to share that experience with others, including all of you listeners out there today. Uh, Also with us today is the coach that helped Kirsten along with that journey, Eve. And Eve is joining us audio only, uh, but all the way from Brazil to help us learn about this amazing chemical and its healing properties. And in the spirit of being open with all of you as well, uh, this is going to be the first of at least two parts on this particular subject because this episode is going to kind of act as a before episode. Um, I'm about to begin my own DMT journey. I know I've talked about um, at least a little bit about my microdosing experimentation, um, but this is the first guided journey that I'll be taking. So I thought it might be cool to give you all updates as I go along. Um, And in addition to the updates, I'll be doing at least one after episode with Kirsten and possibly Eve to discuss all of the personal changes that happen along this journey. I'm a little bit on the nervous side, uh, but also pretty excited to see where this all goes. I think it's going to be a, a great experience in the end. And although we're still a few days away as I record this, um, I'm pretty sure this is going to drop on Halloween. So, happy Halloween! Uh, I hope all of you have a wonderful All Hallows Eve and more tricks. Uh, <laughs> let's make that more treats than tricks. Although, you know, as long as the tricks are in uh, good humor, they're always fun. Uh, The last little thing before we get to the show, I just had to mention Magic Mind again. I I couldn't keep the secret to myself. This magic elixir has helped me power through my procrastination habits and get these episodes written and recorded on time. So um, I've packed myself a fairly busy schedule these last few weeks. Um, But I did that so I can hope that these episodes become a regular thing again for the foreseeable future. And all of that has actually been with the incredible assistance of Magic Mind. Uh, Consistently creating new content isn't easy, and it requires a lot of focus and energy. I still use our own energized pens, but even then it can be hard to get the motivation to get writing and go through all the steps that you have to go through. And um, when I go the energy drink route, all I'd get is that amped up, bouncing off the walls feeling Um, But it didn't actually help me with the productivity. So um, you're going to hear more in a minute. But better yet, you can go to magicmind.co forward slash awake and use the promo code AWAKE20. That's A-W-A-K-E-2-0. And you're going to get an incredible 40% off your first order. That's just $3 a bottle. And it makes a great way to start every day. 
Now, before we get to the show, I just want to thank each of you personally for your support. Just listening and sharing this podcast with your friends gives me a reason to keep providing the best content that I can. If you have the means and would like to contribute personally, please take a look at our Patreon page where you will get access to exclusive content and deals. Your personal support there and at Awaken Vapes are currently the only means of funding for this podcast, so I truly hope you know how much I appreciate each and every one of you. As for our other sponsors, Awaken Vapes was the first of the Awaken brands and has been helping you modulate your high with CBD-only, high-terpene vape products since 2019. Magic Mind, a magical combination of ingredients designed to help you improve your energy, focus, and productivity. And Genesis Farms, who's still making the highest quality medicinal RSO among many other fantastic products. And remember, if you enjoy this podcast, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us wherever else you're listening. Uh, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. I know every podcast says that, but it's because it really does help spread the word. You can also support us on Patreon or connect with us on the social media of your choice. We are at Awakened Exchanges on Facebook and Instagram, and at Awaken Exchanges on Twitter. All right, now, stay tuned, and thank you for listening to Awakened Exchanges. Quick update to the intro. Turns out uh, the Zoom recordings did not come over properly and only came audio only for both Kirsten and Eve. So uh, they will have some still images interspersed as they're speaking, so you don't have to always look at me, but since there is at least video of me, there's probably going to be more of that so that you're not just looking at these random stills, even though, sadly, me reacting is much less interesting than seeing Kirsten's face giving you her actual answers and seeing the animation that was there. So please look for the after episode. I will make sure that we're capturing video and uh, using Zencaster or uh, another platform uh, if we have any further issues. So thank you again, uh, Kirsten and Eve. It was such a pleasure to speak with you both. I still can't say enough about Magic Mind. They have been nothing but generous and kind since reaching out to us. And when you add good people to a great product, you're certain to have a winning combination. Magic Mind has designed the world's first productivity drink, a morning ritual built to help the creative workers of the 21st century. Magic Mind's science-backed blend of matcha, nootropics, and adaptogens work together to get you into that flow state faster all without the anxiety or jitters that can come with caffeine. All you get is the focus and productivity. So what else could you ask for? Well, visit magicmind.co forward slash awake today and learn more about what this elixir can do for you. Better yet, use the promo code AWAKE20, that's A-W-A-K-E-2-0, and get a total of 40% off your first order with that discount code. That comes to about $3 per bottle to help bring unbeatable focus and clarity to your life every single day. Next, we have Genesis Farms. 
Founded on the belief in cannabis' ability to heal, Genesis Farms is more than a brand. They're a compassionate community of like-minded folks that bring top-quality cannabis products made with love and care. You can find their products on the best dispensary shelves across the state of Oregon. Their RSO is the highest, most consistent quality in the state. Their tinctures are second to none. And their personal massage oil will have you and your partner coming back for more. Double entendre intended? Possibly. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram and ask for them in your local dispensary today. You can even learn more about Genesis Farms by listening to Sean on our very own Awaken Exchanges episode number three. That brings us to Awaken Vapes, bringing you the highest quality CBD vape cartridges since ringing in the new year back in 2019. I became passionate about cannabis after a car wreck left me with major migraines and Western medicine had failed to alleviate the symptoms. After about two years, a very compassionate doctor decided to ask me if I'd ever smoked cannabis. Having only tried cannabis a handful of times in high school and college, it was this off-the-cuff recommendation that made me realize the amazing health benefits that we've been missing out from this wonderful plant. Please visit www.awakenvapes.com today, where we still offer our three custom terpene formulations, but now with an enhanced flavor profile to go along with those original, powerful effects. And don't forget, you can always email us about any wholesaling or white labeling opportunities. Last but definitely not least, the absolute best way for you to help support this podcast would be by joining our Patreon page. There you're going to get access to exclusive content and amazing merch deals, and you truly are the most important part of this podcast. So joining in in the exchange is the absolute best way to become a part of it. Thank you, and I hope to see you all again here in the future. Welcome to Awaken Exchanges. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Uh, I know that I've had Kirsten on before, but um, can you tell us, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got into all this? Yeah, um, my name is Kirsten Sandifer. Um, I am an intuitive life coach and a psychedelic integrations coach, and I work with DMT and with Changa and with psilocybin. And um, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much the whole kit and caboodle there. And what about you, Eve? I'm Eve, and I also work with psychedelics. And through them, I use them as a catalyst to teach my clients to deconstruct the reality that makes them real. That. And how did you two meet? <laughs> well, um, I was um, doing a facilitator training program to the third wave, and um, our nurse practitioner who has been friends with Eve for a long time was like, you have to meet Eve because I told her I worked with Changa and she was like, uh, you guys are going to love each other. And we did. It was like love at first sight. <laughs> I was like, I have to work with you. And um, a little while after she, I was telling her, cause I was using DMT like every day and like figuring out all these amazing things and having all of these like set just profound experiences. And I literally fell in love with the molecule and she was like, you know what, um, would you like for me to train you how to do what I do? And I was like, oh my, yes, please. And she was like, okay, I've never trained anybody. So we'll see how this goes uh, because she's been doing this for a long time. 
but um, yeah, and so so we start embarked on that journey, and um, it's just been amazing ever since. How long have you been working with DMT? In linear time, not that long. I would say we're probably pushing three plus years now. Okay. However, uh, those that are familiar with the molecule know that that can be a lifetime if you're in that space frequently. Uh, that being said. I've been a psychedelic girl my entire life. So I have a very long-term relationship with these molecules, whether it be mushrooms or LSD. Um, but in the container that I work in now, I wasn't trained by DMT to start this work until I would say three-ish years ago. Okay. Uh, I've done a fair amount of mushrooms and acid. Um, I did a microdosing program and I've been doing microdosing with acid over the last year, kind of really um, opening that up and, and loosening those pathways a little bit, but I, I haven't got to step into the DMT side yet. So um, I'm curious if you can explain the, uh, the differences between DMT and Changa and what that uh, is, because I know not, not as many people are familiar with that. Absolutely. Um, so DMT is very short acting. Um, it, your body metabolizes it very fast. So it's out of your system in about you know five to 10 minutes, really. Um, it can seem like a lifetime um, on it, but um, it's uh, honestly, for me, it's always such a beautiful experience, even the tough ones. So um, I always wish it would last longer. And uh, what Changa does is you add an MAOI inhibitor um, to it, which extends the duration of it. Kind of like with ayahuasca, they add an MAOI inhibitor, but um, it's strength. So it's a different mechanism of action in the body. And that's why you have the purging and things like that, which don't happen with Changa uh, typically. <clears throat> I haven't had anybody have that, um, have that, re that particular reaction where they're purging. Um, they obviously purge energy and things like that, but, um, but not um, physically throwing up. And it's, uh, people like to call it the businessman's ayahuasca because it's, you know, you can be in and out in 45 minutes and, um, then it's, it's out of your body. So it's like, I do an hour integration afterwards and, um, then people are ready to go on about their day and they feel amazing. Wow. So, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, it's more of a, and, and Eve differs on how she works with Changa, but I use Changa in a more, in a more spiritual, um, sh like shamanistic practice, you know, where I, um, I call in the four directions and I, I, I do all of that. And I work with my shikapas and things like, things like that. So it's more of a ceremonial act, um, with DMT, it's pure informational. So I don't, I don't do any kind of ceremonial practice. I always clear my space and things like that, but I've learned that I'm pretty, um, intention is a very powerful thing. So, you know, that doesn't have to be done every time. I, uh, have learned that through my LSD, um, microdosing intention makes a big difference when you're taking that trip. So, yeah. uh, how did DMT first, uh, call out to you? Um, I was in park city. I'll never forget the, the first, the first night I tried it. And a friend of mine was like, uh, I think he was trying to date me at the time, but he came over to my house and uh, he was he was like, hey, I have some DMT. Do you want to try it? I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been wanting to try this for so long. And this was like this is four years ago now. And um, I went outside and I put on I put on uh, something I put on like a, a song in my headphones. that was kind of like it was kind of a very beautiful EDM song. And uh, 
I remember looking at the stars and the stars were talking back to me and they, the whole sky came alive. And I was just like, I felt like I entered this other dimension and I didn't want to come back. And at the end, the, they were like, okay. Um, and I real I didn't realize that this was all me, but you know, it was like, okay, well, we'll see you again. And I was like, yes, please. And so then I kept asking him, like, can I hit it again? Can I hit it again? He's like, okay, slow down there, Turbo. You know, um, but so I did a couple more times that night and um, I looked for it everywhere and it was like, nobody had it. And I mm -hmm. asked him, can I buy that off of you? And he was like, no, like, this is my gold. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, then, then I just, uh, when I moved out here, um, actually before I moved out here, when I went through my divorce, I started working with psilocybin. My parents thought I was kind of losing my mind because I would literally go in my closet that I grew up in, like, and I, cause it's a walk-in closet that has a mirror inside, but it's completely dark. And I would do sit in there and do psilocybin, high dose psilocybin journeys. Cause I needed to process through my stuff with my divorce. Okay. And I started, I mean, I'm sure my parents thought I was nuts because I was in there for like eight hours <laughs> and um, like, you know, like se several times uh, a month. And, um, but as I started working through things, everybody started to notice like you're changing and like for the better, like in a much different way. And they're like, what are you doing? And I said, you know, I'm working with psilocybin because I wasn't that girl in college. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't experiment with psychedelics. Um, I was actually like, I think deathly afraid of them because I had been brainwashed by society thinking, oh yeah, are bad, drugs are bad. And these, oh, you're going to jump off a, you know, a roof and try to think you can fly all that silly crap. I was in my mid twenties when I first did as well. So, and it was after a doctor convinced me that I should be smoking cannabis for my migraines that I, everything was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so then I, it, it kind of became pretty, it was pretty natural progression where um, friends started asking me, Hey, can you do this for me? And so I asked the mushrooms and they said, yeah, that's what do you think we're training you for? Because they were working with me specifically <laughs> teaching me how to do these different things. And so then I started doing ceremony for others. Um, and I've been doing that for yeah, like four years now. And then um, after I started working with DMT, I knew that that was like, okay, this is, this is part of my, this is part of my plan, but um, I just, I just didn't know. And I was, I was patient. I'm like, okay, it's going to happen when it happens. And um, then I, a friend out here said, Oh, I have some DMT. And so then I started working with it. And another friend of mine, who's also a shaman told me, um, I had a vision that, and he's very, has very visionary person. So he said, uh, you're supposed to be working with this molecule. And I was like, all right, well, send me some. And he said, well, I need you to have a shaman facilitate for you. So I had a friend facilitate for me. And it, when I say it was the most profound experience besides the birth of my child, this was the most profound experience I've ever had in my life. It changed me forever. And, um, you know, for the better. And that's when I was like hooked. It took me, it took me a good month and a half to do it again because it was like, it was terrifying, but in a beautiful way. Intense. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but then, you know, I, I do it. I really do it like once a week just to clear my temple out and to, to make sure I'm always a pure vessel for, for other people because I'm working with others with it now. So that's interesting because, um, I've been doing a um, microdose of LSD about once a week lately, and it seems to be like I. by the time I get to my Saturday or whatever, I'm a little nervous to take it, but I end up taking it, and I just feel like I cleared myself out a whole lot better. At, uh, Much easier to move your energy. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes me uh, more present for the rest of the week. It makes it gets a little bit harder as the week goes on, and then I just clear myself back and, and get back to zero. So. Yeah. And then, then Eve and I started working together and she really showed me some of the amazing things. I mean, something she, she had to say were like, Oh, like it was a, it was a hard shift in perspective for me because she, you know, she describes it very beautifully. Everything is self. And it's like, once you realize that, once you integrate that it life becomes actually so much easier because then you realize you are in control of your destiny. You are in control of everything in your life but you have to, you have to command it into order and as it's, you know, and you have to take back that control. And so often we give up our control. Absolutely. And, um, you said that you guys, uh, just did a study recently as well, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I have DMT told me a while back. Um, if you take your live blood and I have a friend who does microscopy, Um, where he looks at live blood cells under a microscope and um, DMT told me do this look look at your live blood watch what it does to your cells it's going to blow them wide open so they can communicate with each other much more effectively and um, it can also heal any diseases and I knew I already knew this because I've had experience with a client of mine who shrunk her tumor Uh, she had a tumor in her chest um, and in her throat. Um, and we shrunk it by half, um, after doing work on DMT. Yeah. So, I mean, I already knew this was possible, but I wanted to be able to show people really, you know, on a, like, here you go, here's the proof. And, um, it was nuts because my blood was, it it was, it was healthy, but it was clumped together, you know? So, cause I'm, I'm, 40 some years old. We don't need to say how old, but you know, um, <laughs> in DMT, in DMT time, I'm 30. So we're just going to keep it to that. 22. What are you talking yeah. about? There you go. Um, but, uh, when we did the study, um, it was mind blowing because my cells went from clumped up to completely separated and you could see the electricity where they're communicating with each other. And then um, my friend named Bazakas, who did the study with me um, said, oh my gosh, it appears to, to separate so you can see the deeper issues going on so you can fix them. And then he start, we started watching, um, this was like five minutes in and he started saying, okay, it's going back to where it was. And DMT told me, talk to your cells, talk to them. They won't go back. And I started speaking to them, you know, and just kind of telepathically, you know, expressing my love for them and like, hey, I'm bringing attention to you. Giving that intention there. Yeah, exactly. And um, they stayed in stasis with, uh, they didn't go back to clumping for 15 minutes. And after 15 minutes, then the study is compromised because air has been on your blood for too long. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But you can see everything because we did a control with a client of mine, the one who has the tumor. And we could see the tumor had already shrunk with her dried blood cells. Mm. And um, because we did it with live blood cells and then with dried ones um, after it had dried. Um, And it just, she she did the same thing. So she was able to like, hers were very like, it looked like sludge. Then it all opened up and you could see the deeper, some of the deeper issues. And that's what DMTs explained to me. That's what it does is that's why you go in and you fo- you know focus on what you want to accomplish or you just go in just to go in and see what you're going to get and um, then you can unravel the deeper layers of trauma whatever it is you've got going on and um was there uh, was there a moment for you eve where it you felt 
pulled into the world? What what drug you into the DMT realm, and what made you want to start helping people with this? Destiny, uh, to put it. I like so, that. So uh, a brother of mine, he brought it to me, and um, he his job was not done until he had successfully brought it to me. So then I said, okay. And that's when my relationship with DMT began. And it was incredibly intensive to the point where my family was also worried. <laughs> uh, but I was smoking it some days about a hundred times a day. I was just called into this realm of what is this? And it wasn't until about a year and a half in that it actually, I released conscious awareness that I was training to do this for others. So mm-hmm. I didn't approach it from uh, I need to be healed space and I didn't approach it from I need to heal other space. So it has just organically grown into what it's become. And one of the reasons why I'm so successful is what I do is because there's nothing wrong with anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is exactly as it's meant to be. And we're creating problems for ourselves to solve so we can reinforce linear time so our characters can be real. So we have something to do. So what DMT really taught me, which was quite interesting, which is a lot of us with our hero backpacks out there needing to fix problems are actually perpetuating the problems. Because in my reality, for me to be real, this problem needs to be solved. And that's a part of my identity. So the quickest way to get the world where we want it to be is decide that it already is, neutralize it in in our mind's eye and allow that energetic frequency or imprint to infinitely multiply into the collective reality. So it's realizing that nothing is in fact broken and allowing things to be exactly as they are. And once you tune into the present moment and start to be in that observer ego, you can start to look into the code behind the code of why everything is perfectly imperfect all the time. And that's how we learn more efficiently, I would say. And then through neutralizing our identity and coming into conscious awareness of the full spectrum of the character that we play in reality, good, bad, light, dark, happy, or sad, what is the holographic imprint of me reflecting Um, back at yourself yeah yeah. um then I get to see the character I'm playing why I'm playing it and what it reflects in my micro experience on a macro level because everything is basic geometry just repeating itself with itself by itself for itself so what we do is we simplify it and then when things are simple they're just kind of easier right it's not you'd think so I can't speak it's not a problem I can't solve it's not out of my reach it's me so I absorb it back into me and then how would I like to play with myself more how would I like to this experience to change what what is the feedback loop how and that's something that I like to talk about pretty frequently is permission for pleasure let it feel good learning doesn't have to be hard the the road less traveled doesn't need to be a scary one Maybe the superhighways of our brain are no longer the most efficient ways to get things done. So let's expand our psyche and see what these other alternative um, behaviors and what those outcomes look like. And if we learn to trust ourselves enough, then we're more comfortable going into the unknown because I trust the familiar. That's the importance of a pleasure loop. I trust myself. The changes that I've made feel good. So that unknown is pure potentiality, that darkness I get to is a space in which I get to manipulate my reality. And I already trust myself enough that I know that the next level is going to feel even better. Yeah. And even I, this is probably sound unbelievable to most, but tell them some of the things that we've worked on before, just because it's so in the realm of out there, but it's 100%. Like I think people need to know what's possible with this molecule. 
So for example, I've logged, oh man, countless hours in front of the mirror on DMT, on high doses of psilocybin, just dissolving and reconstructing my reflection. And it wasn't until not so long ago that DMT was like, oh honey, we're preparing you for teleportation. <laughs> and um, that is the quantum physicist who I can't stop speaking about because I think he's brilliant. I think he absolutely is the future of technology. His name is Nassim Harim. And he, they're breaking down because of course we are, now we have the technology to remember the past. And this is how we play with possibility. I can, because I did. So now we're not only are there some pyramids, there's like a shit ton of pyramids on all these energy grids. We had to know that we were doing it. And like all of these old technologies that we're rediscovering is showing us that we have done it. Therefore now we can do it. And um, we're using technology and realizing that there's the, we live in a holographic universe, basically. So the supermassive black hole that's at the center of the Milky Way galaxy is mathematically identical to a single proton. So of course, teleportation is possible because the entire, all of the information necessary to create my identity is in every proton of our being. And we're like three to the 10th trillionth atoms. And this is just as far as we can go in, in terms of measuring the infinite consciousness. So the universe is ever expanding outwards into itself. And also we have that pure potentiality as we go inward and get smaller and smaller and smaller. So of course I can end up the idea or the illusion of me as energy materialized can rematerialize anywhere if I want. And that's how we're going to be going interplanetary and intergalactic. It's not taking a rocket up into like the sky and traveling space time or one thing. So how we play with that net, which is the ether, which is all of that. So that's the future of stuff. So that's what DMT is working on. So once you get past your like Dude, self-sabotage is a grounding mechanism and it keeps us really micro. Like it's kind of a form of narcissism. I just can't get past my victim mentality and I have such a bad day and that's kind of the hierarchy of needs. And that's how we ground ourselves <laughs> in our identities because we're too preoccupied feeling sorry for our little small selves. So once I give myself permission to be who I am and not like talk shit to myself or others about it. And I'm like, all right, I'm a character. I'm a holographic. I'm a bunch of mirrors reflecting everyone back to them. I'm perfectly imperfect and that's fine. Then we can start to go and expand the lenses of perception of our psyche. And then we start to, what's that expression? Like small people talk about people, then you go into like events and then you get to go into ideas. So you expand your psyche and you get to start to play with what is the fabric of reality and, and how we can sew it in a different, more enjoyable way. And pretty it's much fun. anything's possible. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Possibility yeah. is us playing the role of it. Mm -hmm. Impossible and possible is the delineation of the self. That's the second mm -hmm. dimension. That's my that's cellular mitosis. That's how this conversation is happening. That's the illusion of the other. I end so you begin so we can be experiencing ourselves as each other. Possibility is us. It's really funny. I was um, trip sitting this weekend, actually, for a friend who hasn't done psychedelics in quite a while. And uh, he had been stuck in this spiral pattern of feeling bad for this one incident that he just couldn't get through. And it was really that moment for him. We were sitting down, we were talking, and he started getting him to realize that the past is done, it's already there, and what's causing him the pain in the present is his own mind going back through that, that process and cycling down into it instead of addressing it and moving forward. It was a, it was a good experience, and I, it's, 
interesting that all of the the psilocybin, the LSD, the DMT, they're all trying to get us to that same thing at just a little bit different frequencies going up as you go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, D- DMT is great at breaking those those thought loops for people too. It it enables them to stop thinking and just just be. <laughs> it's so hard for people to just be. Until yeah. it until it isn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And in fact, it's really been the last few years for me that uh, I've been able to live more authentically and trying to get people to understand that the same is easier than it appears to be. And even I both, um, we're, we're kind of, uh, we, we take pretty much as long as you're not on meds, like we take pretty much everybody that really wants to work with this molecule and dependent given a few things, but we like to, uh, go outside of the box because especially Eve, like you can, so you can speak more about that on your behalf, but, um, I know you've worked with people with schizophrenia and stuff like that, and that's really helped them. Absolutely. Um, so, oh, we do do our due diligence in terms yeah. of accepting clients, but that being said, this is my zone of genius. So yeah. I am comfortable taking those that are resistant to treatment because anywhere I'm taking them, I have been before. So that's something that I would like to preface and I'm not encouraging somebody that's new to the psychedelic space to, Oh, you're schizophrenic mushrooms are going to, like if you're, if you're in that, you know, the savior complex, which happens in the psychedelic journey, because plants are very good at have word of mouth, you know, Mm -hmm. like you have a transformative experience. I got to do this and I got to share it. Be careful. Um, But that being said, so uh, a friend of mine, his name is Jordan Gruber. He wrote a book called Symphony of Selves. He co-authored a book about that. I think it breaks it down really beautifully in terms of not only are we planets, we're galaxies. So our thoughts have their own identity. Our cells have their own identity. We're a bunch of egos that create this idealized self as well. So we live in a society that's like, no, you're one person. And, and even, I mean, if we're taking a look back at like the, the, the health, the mental health Bible, a lot of what is deemed oh gosh like the dsm for stuff like that just puts it is in perfect alignment with women's menstrual cycles so we've been telling ourselves that we're not allowed to have different aspects of character we're supposed to be one consistent thing and um, giving yourself permission to have a multitude of selves and allow oneself to arise when it's time to be lazy right like i have a self that's lethargic and she doesn't want to do anything and she wants to cut off all her tethers and stay in bed and she wants to watch netflix and i let her and we have a fantastic time together we spent the day i I have her i have her too she's awesome she's (laughs) awesome and you get i don't have a very healthy relationship with him but i do have that that, so so. it's good for you and then as you start as you move away from that self-defeating monologue of who am i without doing Right. And my, because if we also deconstruct language itself, because language is magic, um, you can't have a verb without something or someone that possesses it. So I am wouldn't exist without I. I am the center of the creation statement. So I don't need to do anything to be more or less valuable. I'm as valuable as I ever will be because I've created the expression of value through my essence or being. 
And so doing is then the continual expression of being. I am what? I am experiencing myself in what capacity? So this is where true change lies, which is in the mind's eye. So when we allow the different selves to arise, including the ones that don't want to fucking do anything, and we let ourselves have that, then we realize that we intuitively know better than we could because now we're tapping into intuition, which transcends linear time. So when I really need to be doing nothing, it's because I have no idea, but part of me already knows that I'm about to have a lot of work ahead of me and I would be burned out and or resent resentment feeling resentful. I can't even say it because I don't even feel it (laughs) because I didn't give myself the time to be doing absolutely nothing. So allowing yourself to be a multiplicity of selves and engaging with different views and letting them come and surface and go back to sleep as they need to puts us into a more planetary flow. And then we can tune into the energy body and the cells and where things are happening within us. You also become a magnet for all the things that you want to bring into your life to come to you. You don't have to go seek them out when you do that, because then you're just in resonance with everything you're trying, you know, trying to bring in. So it's much easier to do it that way. It's funny. The, uh, the last six months or so, um, as I've been more conscious with it and who I'm interacting with, who I'm keeping, you know, getting out of my life and letting into my life, um, all the situations that have needed to be there just started coming into my life and I had to deal with them directly uh, so that they, I wouldn't have to face them again. But it just seems to be that's, that's the pattern as I, I've, once I saw it, I could work with it. So um, you guys have been working with this for together for how long now? Eight months, maybe something like that. Yep. And what are the, uh, what are the future plans coming up for you guys? <laughs> World domination. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> just got a pinky in the brain vibe all of a sudden. There's just... uh, totally. I mean, I, I would love eventually as we're ready for it. Um, and this might ruffle some feathers, but one day I would like DMT vapes to be just as available as nicotine vapes. I'd like you to be able to go into the gas station and get yourself some DMT. Because I mean, come on, access to higher consciousness, it's a vibe. And we say it's not for everyone. And okay, at this frequency of reality, that's absolutely mm-hmm. potentially true. However, uh, everyone is us. So why are we not? Why is there a certain aspect of us that is not acceptable for ourselves? Interesting. So I don't think there's anything. I don't think that there's such a thing as a bad thing, including a bad drug. I think our relationship to it is what turns it into a villain, you know, or a hero. So as we can neutralize, and if this empowers me, then I access, I give access to a frequency in which reminds me that all is self. DMT is changing me so much so that I'm changing the other, my mom asked to hit my DMT pen when she was here. <laughs> my mom is like, not like she wouldn't even take mushrooms with me and my dad. Like, so that was funny. I was like, what, you know, and she just did a little baby hit off of it, but she was like, oh, I feel relaxed. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> that, that's what it does. And that's and, the other thing about the molecule. I'm interrupting you. It's just, it's mm-hmm. a point that I want to make because it has, 
it has a, it has this one and done reputation in the psychedelic yeah. community because it's so transformative, but really working with it and building a relationship with it is how it comes to life. And the molecule mm -hmm. is so intelligent. It gives you what you need. So you're not going to be blasted off to Never Neverland every time you use it. If your intention is more grounded, sometimes you're going to smoke DMT and feel almost like nothing has happened mm -hmm. because that's what you need, which is why it can help people in a state of anxiety. It's, it, it really does have the potential to morph and change to really give you what you need, whether that's just maybe a deep breath. It, mm -hmm. it can be that mildly as well. That's it also, it gets rid of pain. Um, whenever I have, like, I used to get headaches quite a bit and back pain. Um, what it allows me to do is it doesn't take the headache away, but what it does is it allows me to move whatever I need to move and then, then decide, okay, I'm going to get rid of the cellular imprint of this pain and then it's gone. And mm -hmm. it, it goes, walks me through that process. And every time I'm able to move the pain, like it's completely gone. Sometimes it takes twice for me to go into, to get it all, you know, to get it all sorted. But yeah, it's quite, it's quite amazing in that way. Cause it's not like it takes the pain. Yes. It does have anti-inflammatory properties and things like that, but it allows you to understand the mechanism of pain is just, it's something you create. It allows you to work with that, those pathways and, and deconstruct the, that pain that your body's holding on to as well. Code mode. It puts you in the code mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that code mode. Yeah, we are, we are all codes, you know, and sequences. And that's, that's hard for a lot of people to understand. And that's also why I saw this girl's video on YouTube. And I was like, Oh, poor girl. Like, and my only comment was like, oh, you should have done this as a facilitator because she <laughs> did like this 30 day challenge um, by herself smoking DMT. And now she feels like she's like, Oh, there's nothing here. I'm just a code. Like I just, you know, and she's, Set, like, oh, I want to die kind of thing. I was like, oh, you poor sweetheart. Like you shouldn't have, you know, if you had gone in with somebody who could explain this to you and, and really integrate it for you, you would have felt a completely different way. Well, uh, like Eve said earlier, you know, she was working with it for a while before it actually spoke to her and helped, you know, bring that around. If you're doing it yourself, you're only using your own processes. And so it takes a lot longer. You can't utilize the other energy coming from the people around you to help break through that yeah yeah mm -hmm. and set and setting are also very very important to what you're doing um you know it, it was funny like <clears throat> whenever there there would be like an argument in my house or something and i would try to work with dmt it would be like i'd feel this ominous stuff i'm like all right okay <laughs> you know this is obviously i gotta gotta clear this out here then i go in and be fine but it's like if you're i'm so sensitive to every energy in the room every energy around me too with dmt so it's really you have to have the proper set setting that that's why they say that um and you have to you just really have to go in with somebody it's kind of like if you're going to new york and you've never been there and you're going to go cruise around at night um you know that one i wouldn't recommend that you know like if you don't know where you're going you would want somebody to direct you who lives there and who knows this is safe places but you know the, just to yeah. give you the lay of the land it's the same way with dmt and with and with psilocybin well i uh, i know that there's a package on its way to me here soon um i'm curious what you think get yourself a nice t-shirt is that what that package is i'm gonna pop it <laughs> um 
but I'm curious what you think uh, working, what we should be working with, what I should be preparing myself for as we get, uh, as we start our work. You're already doing it. You are already doing it. You've made up your mind to work with the molecule. The molecule is so intuitive. It knows exactly what to do. Um, I'm like the cruise director on, you know, on the ship. Like I, I just really help because I speak to the medicine directly and I speak to the medicine because this is why I, you know, we go in together into the field because um, I'm able to then speak to the medicine inside of you. So I can understand what you're going through and what's happening there. Um, and, and kind of, you know, re readjust if, if need be, um, and also help you, like, if I see you're going through a thought loop, okay, let's, let's stop that, you know, kind of thing. And just kind of, you know, like, you know, like a cruise director, it's kind of like, Hey, go this way. And no, 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 go this way. And so you're doing it honestly. And, um, you'll see, like, I give, I give homework, I give exercises and it won't start out this way, but we do mirror work, um, about halfway through, because that can be a little, it can be a little uh, frightening for people because you sometimes will disintegrate your whole self um, in front of the mirror. And, um, you know, sometimes like just half of your face will be black. Um, and it, what, what it is, is you can't hide from DMT. You can't, you, you can't. So it's going to show you in the mirror what you feel about yourself. And it's not going to lie to you. It's, it's going to show you, this is what, this is what your insides look like in the mirror. And you're going to be like, Oh crap, I got some work to do or not, you know? And so for me, it was like, Oh, I had, to, I had some work to do. I, uh, I've done similar with, uh, LSD and mirror work and getting comfortable with myself again and remembering who I am and those kind of things. So I'm, I'm curious how the, the DMT will affect that for sure. Yeah. It's just a different uh, it's just a different mechanism of action. The way that it goes about things, it's so smart. It's literally like, and yeah, even cruise director or not, like, it, you know, it, it's literally just me making sure everything's, you know, good to go and watching. And um, But the molecule is so intelligent. I love to be able to communicate with it when you're working with it too. Cause that's all, that's always very beautiful too. I think I was, uh, telling you when, um, uh, Terrence McKenna and his, his crew were down in there and they didn't know that the chemical was already named harming. Uh, they were trying to name it telepathy because they were convinced they could tell, you know, read each other's thoughts and communicate. So I was like, that's <laughs> very interesting. I had, I had ceremony yesterday uh, where I did Changa for a couple of people and uh, this woman who had never done DMT or anything like that before. Um, it was beautiful because I only gave her a little bit and she was, she was walking me through what she was seeing. And I'm like, Oh, I, I got you. I can see everything that you're seeing. And so she was tripping out. She was like, I see a bat. I'm like, no, that's a baby dragon. <laughs> and she was like, Oh my God, it is a baby dragon. Like, and so it was really, it was really cool for her to experience that. She's like, nobody's ever been able to follow my visions. I'm like, well, I'm in the field with you. So yeah, it's 100% possible. And DMT, <laughs> we call it like the magic eight ball thing. You can ask it a question and it will give you an answer. Sometimes, I, uh, sometimes it will literally give you the answer. I had a friend ask, a client to ask about um, what was uh, price of Ethereum going to be on Monday morning, and it threw him into the blockchain, which he was like, buckle up, like he had to go through the blockchain, and then, <laughs> it, gave, then it ultimately gave him the answer, and it was spot on. 
And because um, we looked on Monday and we were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, that's, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The other things that I love about some of my clients, I have a longer term relationship with, and many mm-hmm. of them are high performers. Mm-hmm. And once we've gotten through the micro shit, then mm-hmm. just watch how good it makes them at their job. Yeah. They're in their zone of genius, that self-actualization. They just are better. Yeah. <laughs> I've had every client I've had every client say that too they're like wow I'm just getting along with everybody better I'm performing better I'm faster at my work getting things done and you know I I've, I've noticed I'm the same way and I'm much more productive I've been writing so much like stuff's pouring out of me um from DMT and it's like uh it just yeah it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing and I mean I wouldn't trade it for the world <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's felt like um, illusion or in Buddhist terms, Maya has started to fall away. You know, you start as you're working with it, you're, you're dealing with less of the crap. You're actually interacting with the, the real world and doing your own programming and avoiding those illusions and pitfalls a little bit easier. We create all of our own problems. Everything is perfect the way that it is. Like, look at a child, you know, a child is just so happy and they're just, oh, they, they, you know, and they have all those amazing insights, but do we ever sit down and talk to children about what they're experiencing? No, we're like, oh, I'm too busy for you, you know, kind of thing. And we don't, I mean, my daughter, she blows me away with the things that she says. I mean, it's so, so profound. And I'm just like, wow, I love talking with her, but I've seen other parents that just, oh, they want to, you know, and, and also when, when she was a baby, I never did the shush, 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 shush thing to her. When yeah. she was crying, I was like, I mean, I comforted her, but I it's like, let it out. You, you got to let it out. So we teach yeah. them, yeah. in essence, to be quiet instead of expressing their feelings. So that teaches I've, them. I've never understood that. Me either. And so as a result, she's able to, now she communicates her feelings very openly um, without a problem. And she doesn't, she doesn't hold resentments afterwards. She's like, this is how I feel to here it is. Okay, we're good. I wish I had yeah. learned that so much earlier. <laughs> You, you can, you can, un, you can unlearn the, uh, the program that, uh, that taught you to, you know, and, and not to, pick, you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. You can easily unlearn that with DMT. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. Just did a little bit of repetition. All it is, is their patterns. It's new code. We're bringing conscious awareness to subconscious code that we repeat are the new code enough that then it becomes subconscious. So the path of consciousness, it's not, or enlightenment, which yeah. <laughs> um, is not like, oh, I got to work really, really hard all the time to be on the right track. Nah, dude, the right track feels good. Yeah. And then you realize I don't have problems in my life. I don't, I really don't have any problems. And if there's a day where I want to make one for myself, I'll get, I'll just, if I want to be in a little bit of a bad mood and I have nothing to be in a bad mood for it, that's fine. But it's so short lived that. I don't create conflict. And because I'm not grounded by conflict, then part of what makes my character real is expansion. So things continue to work for me and that feels good. So I've altered the grounding mechanisms of my identity where what makes me real is I'm pretty. What makes me real is I'm good at my job. What makes me real is peace. What makes me real is symbiotic relationships. So we continue to maintain the illusion of the character, but the character feels good. So it's a lot more fun to play yourself. And as we go into program mode and we allow ourselves to be characters in this ever expansive video game, 
then it's easy to give ourselves software updates and give ourselves new code. So the ego is great. It does what it does. And even through an ego dissolving DMT experience, you're still there to observe the experience. So there's some part of you that still lives through it. Um, so if we stop villainizing the ego and let it be exactly what it is and enjoy our relationship to it more, permission for pleasure, guys. Like, I'm not concerned about the next level of reality. I think we're waking up to the things that we specifically fell asleep to just in time. This is the you guys. This is the cycles. These are the ages. So you're learning a new behavior exactly as the greater self designed you to learn that new behavior. And we put ourselves asleep in certain ways exactly as we designed ourselves to be asleep so we could build a maze that ultimately we get to solve. That's all. Yeah, and, oh and now it's just honestly bringing the, the language is very important is we need to go back and pay attention to the words that we say because they're spells that we cast on ourselves or that we cast for ourselves. So, you know, it just a lot of people don't understand how important words are, your vocabulary, what you say to yourself and what you say to others. And that's something that, you know, I'm very intentional with in my day is, okay, what words am I saying to myself and what words am I saying to others? And then I go back and I'll look up, I'll look up the word in the dictionary. If I don't like, if I'm like iffy on it, look it up. I'm like, okay, this is what that was meant to mean. Uh, that might, might not be what I'm trying to say. So then I go back and I look for something else. And I also teach my daughter that way. Um, when I'm teaching her, I don't tell her what to learn. I don't teach her what to learn. I teach her how to learn. So when she's reading, I let her read something, say, what does it mean to you? She doesn't know, go look it up. And then tell me what, then come back, tell me what it means to you. If she can't go look up another word, you know, until she can do that. That way she's developing her own mind, not, not what I'm teaching her. I love that. And I think that people forget, um, we use words assuming that everybody has the same definitions as ourselves, but we've learned them differently. And so we have to communicate them effectively. That's one of the things that I really, even before I started working with psychedelics is I, I stepped back and realized even those little, a white lie or just a little turn of a word that you're, you know, just trying to hide a meaning somewhere, those affect those other people in a different way. And if you, if you don't have that directness and that honesty and, and communication down, you're just creating more problems down the line. And, uh, that's been one of my main focuses as being able to be kind, but also honest with everything that I'm, you know, I'm telling people. Yeah, if if there's a hard truth, it's still a truth. You still have to get, you know, you still have to know it and speak that to people. It's your perception of a truth. We live in a collectively created perception of reality. So one of the next levels of language is in giving it permission to be more of an art form and less of a necessity as we transition to telepath into telepathy. And I think truth is definitely that that's the right the wrong word and as soon as i said that i could feel that in my head and yeah it is just that it is a perception a perceptive truth uh individualistic it's um it's being able in relationship to agree to disagree it's the circle around the circle at the end of the day it is us so what my truth it's reinforcing an opposition which allows for the other but it's also how we break up relationships sometimes we fight over the most mundane shit 
And it's just how we're keeping ourselves real. So yeah. transcending absolute truths also transcends scarcity. And I think language and religion are very similar, simple, are very similar. Like you take religion and so many similarities, but just enough that we have something to argue over. Language yeah. is the same. Often when you can get people into a state of healthy communication and conflict resolution, you realize you guys are saying the same thing. You're feeling the same way, but we're just creating these barriers in expressing that to each other because what makes me real is not being able to be understood by the other but if we specifically when um i deal with couples in terms of getting to the next level of their relationship whenever they're having a difficult time i have them take i and you out of it how are we feeling <laughs> what are we working on what would we like to do yeah. and that shifts us into one organism and you'll notice if you do this consistently if we do this consistently enough with each other then we get into telepathic relationships and telepathic relationships i didn't understand tele telepathy until i understood it it's not me implanting an idea into your head it's us having that idea mm -hmm. like i'm thinking mm, i'm thirsty and then my partner's thinking hmm I'm getting us some water and I'm like, Oh, it's immediacy and it feels so good. And it's also permission for pleasure and being receptive and the receiving energy, which is what the embodied feminine is, but women have been doing too much. And when we give ourselves permission to receive and sit, that's when we step into our true power. And um, cause that is the embodied space of reality to be created. It's the void for creation. We have it in our anatomy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I know that we're getting close to the end of our time here, but I, is there anything else we uh, wanted to touch on as we're wrapping up? I'm hoping that we're going to get to do another one of these together after I've done some more of the the journey myself and uh, talk through some of these experiences, at least Kirsten. But Eve, you're definitely welcome back as well. But what else have you guys got going on? How can people reach out and find you? Let Eve start. And then... <laughs> Um, email uh, if it's someone's interested in uh, working with me at the elevator group the elevator with a d the <laughs> elevator group at gmail that's how you can contact us uh, most of my work is online and um, I have a really beautiful place here in Sao Paulo that I do do intensive work with people so short short retreat but more like training space and that's it and kirsten yeah you can reach me at um kirsten at it's k-i-r-s-t-e-n at psychicbabes.com b-a-b-e-s um if you would like to work with me as well and i do some in person and i do mostly zoom as well well thank you both so much for your time i'm so glad we got to talk and, uh, super I'm super really excited to work together. <laughs> I, I know, I am too. Thank you again. It's going to be great. It will be. Um, you guys have a great rest of your day, and I hope to see you back here on the exchange soon. All right. Absolutely. Bye. Love you.
you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Exchange as much as I did today. It was such a pleasure to speak with Eve and Kirsten. I'm a little bit nervous, but also very excited to start my own DMT sessions here soon. I want to thank both of them and to give a special thanks to all of our listeners. You are the reason I'm doing this. Please tell all of your friends about us. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, or wherever else you're listening. And if you can, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Every podcast says that because it really does help with visibility. You can also support us on Patreon or connect with us on the social media of your choice. We are at Awakened Exchanges on Facebook and Instagram and at Awaken Exchanges on Twitter. Thanks again and have a blessed day.